Tech Writer Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 635, the 24th of March, 2019. This week, you've doubtless heard of the dark web. You might consider it to be a place to avoid because illegal activity takes place there, but there's good to be found too. After all, the Onion Router was a project undertaken by the U.S. Navy in the 1990s. In short circuits, merchants of angst are predicting that GPS systems will fail on the 6th of April. They will do no such thing, but older GPS devices might be a bit confused on that day. What happens if a Windows update causes problems for your computer? Uninstalling the update is relatively easy, but you'll want to avoid having it be reinstalled. That's relatively easy, too. In spare parts, only on the website, IBM owns the weather company and says system updates will lead to more accurate and faster reporting of conditions as well as more reliable forecasts. Facial recognition is a big deal, but one British company is using machine learning to obscure faces in videos. You've probably heard of the dark web. It's a place where you can buy stolen credit card numbers, child pornography, and drugs. In other words, it's a place to avoid. But it is also a place where you can find useful and fully legal information. In other words, it's a good resource. It's easy to confuse the deep web with the dark web. The deep web describes millions of pages that are not accessible to the public and are not indexable by search engines, Corporate intranet pages and secure bank pages are parts of that deep web. The dark web is much, much smaller, perhaps just tens of thousands of pages. Accessing the dark web requires the Tor browser, and connections should be made using a virtual private network. Tor is an acronym for the Onion Router. Onion routing was developed by the U.S. Naval Research Laboratory in the mid-1990s. The objective was to protect U.S. intelligence communications. DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, did additional development in the late 1990s. Onion routing uses encryption in what's called the application layer of a communications protocol stack, nested like the layers of an onion. Tor encrypts the data, and that includes the next node destination IP address multiple times and sends it through a virtual circuit of successive, randomly selected Tor relays. The final relay decrypts the innermost layer of encryption and sends the original data to its destination without revealing or even knowing the source IP address. The routing information is partly concealed through this process, so there is no single point at which both the originating and destination addresses are known. Tor makes it possible for users to surf the Internet anonymously. It is used for both legal and illegal purposes. Tor is used by malicious hackers, but it's also used by law enforcement agencies. The U.S. State Department, National Science Foundation, and other agencies fund Tor. It is used in countries where access to some sites is blocked by the government. The U.S. National Security Agency monitors the dark web in an attempt to identify terrorists.
terrorist activity. So the dark web, or the dark net, like most technology, isn't good or bad. It just is, and it can be used for good purposes or bad. Tor can also provide anonymous access to websites that would otherwise be blocked, those servers that have been configured to receive inbound connections only through Tor are called Onion Services. Instead of revealing the server's IP address, an Onion service is accessed through its Onion address with the Tor browser. The Tor network handles the routing anonymously by referring to public keys and introduction points from a distributed hash table within the network. All right, a lot of technical gibberish there. Basically, it can route data to and from Onion services even if the site's behind a firewall while preserving the anonymity of both parties. The dark web is much like the regular web or clearnet in that it is a network of websites, but all traffic is encrypted with the same technologies that protect passwords when users log on to sites like those maintained by banks and insurance companies. Sites on the dark web use the pseudo-domain .onion, instead of .com or .net or .org or all the other more common top-level domains. So why would you want to go to the dark web? Well, those in countries where access to legitimate news services is blocked can use Tor to gain access to information from sites they would otherwise be unable to reach. Those who are looking for something that's illegal will probably use the dark web, but there are legitimate reasons for going there. Journalists have used the dark web to contact sources anonymously, and one of the main reasons for using the dark web is to protect your privacy. To access the dark web, you do need a secure browser client. There's more than one, but the most common is Tor. The browser's objective is to connect the user to sites on the dark web and to anonymize the connection at every step by encrypting information about where the user is and what the user is doing. Downloading and installing Tor makes your browsing anonymous, but not untrackable. To achieve total anonymity, you'll need to use Tor, or one of the other secure browsers, and also use a virtual private network or VPN client. Tor alone makes you much more difficult to track, but not impossible. Illegal activities are illegal whether you're on the clearnet or the dark web, but there is nothing illegal if you have a legitimate need to remain anonymous. For example, ProPublica, respected investigative news organization, maintains a dark web to communicate with sources. Facebook, too, has a dark web site that's used by more than one million users every month. Tor warns that it does not protect all of your computer's internet traffic when you run it. Tor protects only applications that are properly configured to send internet traffic through Tor. The browser is pre-configured to protect privacy and anonymity. There are three primary problems with Onion sites. First, the URLs are strange. Really strange. You won't be able to remember them. Second, the URLs disappear sometimes without warning. You might think there's a concerted effort to obscure sites on the dark web, and if you thought that, well, you'd be right. However, there are several search options, some of which are on the clear web. And third, sites are extremely slow because of the long path Tor creates, and if you're using a VPN application, the additional overhead associated with that. The Onion search engine has both standard addresses, onionsearchengine.com, and an address that can be accessed only with Tor, and I'm not going to try to pronounce that one. 
Another option is Tor Links, which illustrates a wide variety of legal, questionable, and illegal resources of the dark web. Now keep in mind that buying illegal drugs, stolen credit card numbers, and cracked commercial software is illegal no matter where or how you do the deal. short circuits. Remember Y2K, the disaster that was scheduled to affect all sorts of computer devices on the 1st of January 2000? Not much happened. In part, that was because the threat was overstated, and in part, it was because IT professionals took the steps appropriate to limit problems. Well, now we have the GPS rollover crisis. It'll occur at the end of the 6th of April 2019. The GPS system time will end and the time indicators will reset to zero. That's because the GPS epoch is 1,024 weeks long, or about 19 years and 8 months. January 5th, 1980 is the beginning of all time for GPS systems. Wait, though, that means we've done this before. And indeed we have. The GPS system time rolled over at midnight between the 21st of August and the 22nd of August, 1999. By the way, that was 132 days before the Y2K non-event. Some GPS receivers back then handled the rollover without a problem. Others showed incorrect locations and incorrect dates. So here we are, nearly 20 years later, and the next rollover is coming. The Department of Homeland Security says tests of some GPS devices reveal that not all manufacturer implementations correctly handle the April 6, 2019 week number rollover. One of the primary differences between the rollover of August 1999 and the one that's coming up in April is that just about everyone has a GPS unit now. Some have standalone units, although those are rare now. Others have GPS units in their cars. And, of course, smartphones have made GPS ubiquitous. The Department of Homeland Security also notes that some devices interpret the week number parameter relative to a date other than January 5, 1980, which is what they should be using. Those devices will not be affected by the rollover on the 6th of April, but they may report incorrect locations or times at some future date. The GPS Internal Navigation Timescale is based on the weighted average of GPS satellites and ground station clocks, an error of one nanosecond can equate to a positioning error of about one foot. A second contains one billion nanoseconds, so a one-second error would result in a ranging error of nearly 200,000 miles. That's impossible, of course, because the circumference of the Earth is only 25,000 miles, but what it says is that extremely small bits of time are involved here, and tiny differences can create hugely unstable results. The valid range of values for the week number parameter is 0 to 1023, and the number is incremented each week. At the end of the 1024th week, the counter resets to 0, and this creates a new GPS time epoch. 
If your GPS device starts acting a little wonky on the 7th of April after the reset at the end of the day on the 6th, and by the way, all of these times are Zulu time or Greenwich Mean Time, well, if you have a problem, you might be able to fix it by turning the device off and just turning it back on again. But any device manufactured in about the last nine years probably conforms to the newer specification that uses a 13-bit weak number. And a 13-bit weak number means the next rollover will occur in a little less than 176 years. The Department of Homeland Security offers some suggestions for what GPS users should do between now and the 6th of April. Investigate and understand possible dependencies on GPS for obtaining Universal Coordinated Time, or UTC, readings. Second, contact GPS manufacturers to determine what process they use to obtain UTC. Third, understand the manufacturer's preparedness for this rollover. Fourth, understand actions required by the critical infrastructure and other owners and operators to ensure proper operation through the rollover and ensure the firmware of the GPS devices is up to date. Those, of course, are guidelines for IT professionals and those who need to manage mission-critical equipment. To read the full report and examine the DHS recommendations, visit the Department of Homeland Security website. This is recommended for those who have mission-critical GPS systems, such as those used in commercial transportation or aviation. Microsoft releases a Windows update, it has been thoroughly tested. The Windows Insider program ensures that large numbers of users have seen the update in the fast ring or the slow ring, but large numbers doesn't mean everyone, and sometimes errors do slip through. For example, last year's August update. For a small number of people, the update created a gigantic problem. The update caused some of the users' files to be deleted. Microsoft stopped pushing that update out and didn't release it again until January of this year. If you installed the update in October and it caused no problems for you, that's great. If you waited until January to install it, that's great. But what about those users who were bitten by the file deletion problem? What's their recovery process? Well, that's what backup is for. Anyone with a good backup would have been able to restore the deleted files or folders almost immediately. That is actually the easy part. But what about the Windows update? What's needed is a way to get back to the previous version of Windows, and there is a way to do that. Disasters like the October update are extremely rare, but sometimes new device drivers that are installed as part of the update process will fail. Why is that? Well, unlike the Mac OS computers, Windows computers are built by several large manufacturers and thousands of smaller computer shops. Some components are better than others. In short, there's nearly an infinite number of combinations of hardware and software possible on Windows computers, and this can create issues that Microsoft engineers couldn't possibly anticipate. That's one of the primary reasons for the Windows Insider program, but not all problems are caught there either. 
So if you have a Windows update that doesn't work quite right, you can roll it back to the previous version until Microsoft locates the root cause of the problem and fixes it. Start by going to Settings, drill down to Update and Security, then Windows Update, and View Update History. At the top of the list on that panel, click Uninstall Updates. This will open a panel that may remind you of the old control panel. That's because it is the old control panel. Not all of the settings have been migrated yet to the new interface, and that's one of them. Select the update that's causing a problem. Click Uninstall. It's possible at that point you'll see an error. If so, you need to restart the computer in safe mode, navigate back to that location, and then run the process again. After you've uninstalled the update, you'll want to be sure that Microsoft doesn't try to install it again. You'll need to obtain a utility from the Microsoft website to do this. It's called the Show or Hide Updates utility. And there's a link from the TechBinder Worldwide website to the Microsoft website where you'll go right to the Show or Hide Updates utility. Check it out this week on the website. After downloading the utility, run it and select the Hide Updates option, then pick the update that caused the problem. That'll keep the updates process from reinstalling the component that caused your problem. Spare Parts is not into causing problems, but you'll find it only on the TechBinder Worldwide website. This week, IBM owns the weather company and says that system updates will lead to more accurate and faster reporting of conditions as well as more reliable forecasts. And facial recognition is a big deal, but one British company is using machine learning to obscure faces in videos. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.